Welcome to Bearded Clansmen of the Vale, where two bearded guys talk about Game of Thrones, the card game. Welcome back, everybody, to Bearded Clansmen of the Vale, Game of Thrones LCG show. It's uh, Kyle Son of Kyle. And Shaggy Dawn. Today, we're going to take a break from Store Champs and just kind of chat through the three first packs of the next cycle uh, regarding the three spoiler articles that have come out. Um, have you had a chance to look through these yet, Dom? Or are you going to kind of go on the fly? Um, I, I remember looking at, at the gates okay. um, one, but, but the other ones, no, I haven't. Well, we're going to do it live. All right. So starting with at the gates, we're just going to kind of walk through the articles and uh, talk about the cards and try not mm -hmm. to spend too much time on one and try to get through them all. <laughs> yeah, right. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so At the Gates looks kind of cool. It's the first pack of the cycle. Uh, the cycle is called the King's Landing Cycle, I believe. And uh, Yes. I think that's right. Yeah, yeah King's sorry. Landing Cycle. Um, so the, we got the little, like, you know, kind of, like, pile of cards at the top of every article. Uh, looks like we're getting a new Littlefinger. That's pretty cool. He's a yep. six-cost... Six Intrigue, power icon, force strength, shadow character. Uh, he's got ally lord, small council. That ally keyword's kind of interesting. And I don't like ally keywords anymore. There's too many things that care about them. But a lot yeah. of them are good. Yeah, there's actually that uh, one event. I think it's like a one-cost event, like discard an ally character. Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. And this little fingers comes goes into shadows for two, comes out for six. And it says, after a character you control comes out of shadows, plays up to three cards uh, from your hand on the bottom of your deck and then draw that many cards. So I think it happens when he comes out, and it happens whenever you do shadows from then on out, which could be pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, with some of the other houses, I can trigger um, shadow cards to come in for free, like Tyrell and Martell. Mm -hmm. um, you know. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you can. There's ways around, you know, paying the whole six, six costs. For sure. Yeah, a hundred. Yeah, that's. I mean, and even if you don't, you you get the space six for a bicon with four strength. That's all right. Uh, but he does have stealth, and he's he got the reaction ability. So even if you mm -hmm. didn't want to pay eight to to pop him out, you could still just play him. Uh, which is kind of cool. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think he'll definitely thrive in those shadow decks mm -hmm. for sure. Um. But yeah, I mean he he's he's a good addition um, for non shadow type decks. But I like we're getting like I, uh, I like him. Yeah, me too. I like that we're getting second versions of the kind of older characters like Viseri, uh Varys, and Littlefinger that care about shadow because it's kind of cool to have those neutrals not yeah. just be what they are, what they've always been. Yeah, exactly. Because I kind of feel like from the from the books and everything that they're the ones that the ones that run the the iron throne yeah right <laughs> so all right and then another one i thought was cool is we got the a new knight of flowers that has shadows on it it's a, a military power icon with five strength mm -hmm. six cost character with a five cost shadow it's got renown and it's king's garden knight which is kind of cool because its reaction says after you control after card you control comes out of shadows choose and stand a king's guard character limit twice per round mm-hmm so for all those like night decks, well, I don't know if a night deck would work with shadows. It'd be cool. I don't know if it'll work, but he will it stand could. himself. Actually, it so that's kind of cool. I think it would. I mean, if you're playing assault with the shadows, you can throw any card in the shadows. That's a good point. Throwing a, a two cost night character in. 
That's a good point. I didn't think about that. And then have, like, mm-hmm. you know, this guy challenged twice or something like that with the one-of challenges. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That could be pretty fun. Match it up with Littlefinger. <laughs> Fix your hand <laughs> and get a guy that stands twice around. The the other mm-hmm. thing to notice, I think, on that one and some of the other cards in the set that I can see so far are they're non-loyal, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I like it. You know, and it kind of goes with that whole Kingsguard trait thing, um, which, uh, you know, works well with the the newer uh, Jamie Lannister. Yeah, that's a good point. That guy doesn't seem too much play, does he? Uh, Not right now, but, you know, with the more Kingsguard, I think, coming out. Because mm-hmm. I think he can give a Kingsguard an Intrigue icon. Um, I think. Let me look it up. Which then now can make the Knight of Flowers a, a Tricon. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Oh, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. And another card. Oh, do you want to keep talking about that guy, or you want to move on? Yeah, yeah. No, you can keep going. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna look it up. Okay. Uh-huh. Another card we got is called uh, Alisane Mormont. Uh, she's a Horse Mormont card from Stark. It's three cost, military, and power icon, two strength. It says atta- no attachments except weapons, and it says while well, it's blocked out, so I'm guessing. But it says while you can, each character you control has the Stark affiliation, which I assume, and it doesn't. It doesn't. Can't see it, but it. It's pretty straightforward to assume that's the case. Uh, Alisane Mormont gains stealth during military challenges and does not kneel when declared as an attacker in military challenges. Seems okay. I like it. Yeah. Stark with stealth is kind of fun. Yeah, definitely. And not kneeling for a military challenge. Yeah, and I like that um, the first part is separate than the second part, right? So she gets Mm -hmm. stealth during any military challenge. And she doesn't kneel when attacking in a military challenge. So she can block stealth military mm-hmm. challenges, which is kind of nice. Yes. And uh, going back to the Knight of Flowers, just real quick. Yep. Um, Jamie Lannister can give a Kingsguard an Intrigue icon. Ooh, that's so cool. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. That'll be so fun if that actually works out. And then they got that, um, what is it, that attachment? It's the sword. I think only Kingsguard can... Um, can uh, be attached to it. Uh, man, I'm not too familiar with Lannister stuff. Neither am I, so we need to get uh, like a Lannister expert on yeah. the cast. Yeah, right? <laughs> Which is funny because we're the Klansmen. <laughs> uh, hold on here, let me see. I'm going to look it up. But anyways, just keep going. All right. Um, so the next thing we have that's going on here that's kind of cool is that there's a new cycle of cards. They're called uh, King's Landing cards. They're all one-cost locations that are loyal and limited, and each of them has a kind of a different theme based off of the different faction it's in. The ones that we got spoiled were Gate of the Gods, King's Gate, Old Gate, and I think that's it. But Old Gate is the, the Stark one. It's Again, they're all one-cost, and they all are loyal. And they all have King's Landing Limited, so I'm not going to read any of that stuff. But the challenge action for Old Gate is that if each character you control has the Knight or the Stark affiliation, sacrifice it to draw two cards. And all of them are kind of like that. All of them are, mm-hmm. you know, sacrifice to draw two cards if X is true. So. Yeah, and of course, like with uh, with Tyrell, it's you know if you have the highest the character, if you control the character with the highest strength, which they're kind of known for their strength pumps. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is this kind of falls in line with the City Gates. So City Gates is another card that um, kind of does a similar thing. It costs one. It's a King's Landing card. It says pay one gold and discard City Gates from your hand to draw a card. So it's very similar except for these specific style gates 
um, you get the ability to draw two cards uh, if you meet the criteria. Um, mm -hmm. Gate of the Gods is the one that Dom was just talking about, where if you have the high strength in play, same thing. King's Gate is the, the Baratheon one. It says if you have five more power on your faction card, you can do it. Um, and then we get this really cool plot that says at the gates, it's zero initiative, four income, one uh, claim plot with seven reserve. That says when revealed, search your deck for a limited location with printed cost one or lower and reveal it and add it to your hand. Put it into play instead if there's no city plot cards in your used pile. Shuffle your deck. So, I mean, that's cool. It doesn't have to hit these land King's Landing plots either. So it can be used for, like mm -hmm. Rose Roads or, you know, any kind of one cost location, actually. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it can be a good opener. Yeah, I mean, if you want to get these out and get some speed up uh, and get your income going, I mean, that's great. You can get a King's Road out. I guess I would wonder from a play perspective, if you played this um, and you put it into play, does that mean that you can't play another limited location this turn? You should be able to, yes. Okay, cool. So, like, it doesn't eat up your limited because it's not playing it or you're not marshalling it? No, because uh, it's during the uh, plot phase itself. Okay, cool. Um, That's even which better. In, yeah, which I don't know if you know. Um, just uh, they changed the rule on the marshalling limited cards. Yeah, we talked about that last uh, time with the rules reference changes. Did? Yeah. Did we? Okay, yeah. I just, I wasn't sure. Um, so yeah, that's kind of cool if you have you know, uh, you know, Gates of the Moon or Red Wine Straits. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. You can dupe them. All right, and then let's move on to our final card. Unless you have something else to say about Gates. Nope. Okay. Ahead. This one I think you like because it's another dragon. Uh, Where is that one? It's at? it's to, it starts the bottom. If you uh, it's Viserion. It's another Viserion, or it's the second Viserion, and it's a five cost oh. military power icon, four strength dragon, ambush five just like his brother, or her brother, its brother. I don't know. No attachments. It says after you win a challenge in which Viserion is attacking, discard one card from your hand to have Viserion gain intimidate until the end of the challenge. That is cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I don't I don't see it on my article here. I must have clicked the wrong one. Uh, uh oh wait, is that I just have at the gates like pack. Yeah, yeah. It's do you have little finger at the bottom? Yeah. Uh, it's right underneath the little finger paragraph. It says, but perhaps the character who has undergone oh. one of the greatest changes, at least physically, is the dragon. Oh, yeah, the one that looks like a pterodactyl. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of cool. I'm interested to see what they do with the rest of the dragon, or the other dragon, too. Um, I can never remember his name. Rigel? Rigorian? Rigor? Rigor yeah, Moral? Well, then they also have that, uh, you know, the other character that can be um, thrown into the challenge. Mm -hmm. uh, but also has intimidate the cornholio guy. <laughs> cornholio guy is that really what his yeah. name is? No, oh, okay. It's like it's like cor it's like Holo or something. Oh, okay, just, that's right. That's I just right. say cornholio. All right, so that's at the so. gates. Let's let's spend about ten minutes on that. Let's yeah. let's do the next one, which is City of Secrets. So, uh, the City of Secrets card drop, as I'm going to call it now, has uh, the five cards on it again um it's got a new agenda called night at the hollow hill which we can't see but it says something something cards during your setup you something but that's all and then a gray joy card we can't see and i'm a little Actually, about that hold on a second i think there's a way to see this hold on all right well dom's doing that i'm gonna go through the rest of the cards here or one of them uh one of the cards we do see is called red keep jailer i just learned that g-a-o-l-e-r is pronounced jailer 
the other day. But it's a four cost power or military power icon character, Ally Guard. It's got Shadow Four, and this is an action move two power from your faction card to a uh, a Baratheon character to put Red Keep Jailer in the play from Shadows. So a pretty cool way to cheat him out of Shadows without having to pay his four cost. That's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of actually one of the two cycles in this pack, it seems, or maybe even this cycle, is uh, cards that have shadow cost that can come out of shadows as an, and they have an additional way to do it. And we'll see another one of those in a second. Mm-hmm. And um, the next card, uh, any any thoughts about Red Keep Jailer? No, I mean, it, it's all right. Yeah, you know. the putting the power on your character seems interesting. Yeah. I mean, I guess if there's a way you can, you know, move it right back on there, mm-hmm. um, back to your faction, you know, that would, you know, help. Mm-hmm. Um, which I know they have those one locations. I forgot the name of it, but you can kneel it to move a power. Mm-hmm. I don't remember uh, it either, but I know what you're from, from a character, yeah, to their faction card. So there's a way you can, um, you know, go back and forth with the power. So. Yeah. The next card we got is Small John Umber. So we already have Great John Umber, who does stuff. It's got Win a Military Challenge, and Great John Umber's attacking. If there are fewer than three pots in your used pile, stand him. Uh, interestingly enough, they kept the whole like plot theme with the Umbers, which I can't even think is interesting. I think it's because mm-hmm. most of them die in the books as the story goes on. Spoilers. <laughs> but, um, yeah, right. Right now, he's got it's a four-cost... It's four-cost military and power icon with six strength so that passes the vanilla test like nobody's business it's loyal it's obviously house umber and a lord he's renowned and he has but it says small john umber gets minus one strength for each plot in your used pile so as the game goes on he gets less and less effective or until you switch your plots Mm -hmm. through and then he gets more effective again (laughs) yeah exactly but for four cost six strength it's pretty cool it's pretty good or five strength if you get him out second turn. Even a 4-4 four, four with two icons and Renown is still pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, another Renown. Yeah. Plus a Lord, so you can... And, and like, even think yeah. about it. So four cost for, like, a three power guy, right? He's still got Renown, mm-hmm. so you can toss him into other challenges, right? And you're mm-hmm. still getting the extra power. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, and you can um, potentially, you know, get two challenges off with him with the... Was it the Northern... Any number of start cards that stand no. unique start characters. No, no, no. The one location where you can stand a start character. Oh, the Northern or Armory or whatever. Yeah, Northern Armory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, seems cool. The other one we have on the top that we can kind of see is Owen the Oaf. It's a it's a Night's Watch card. Mm-hmm. It's a four cost character with an intrigue icon and four strength. No attachments except for weapons, obviously. Um, and it says. I think, and this is me guessing again, while Owen the Oaf is participating in a challenge, each character with more than unknown question, challenge icons does not contribute the strength of the challenge. I'm not sure what the number is, but so you have a four-cost character that can block other characters from participating in challenges. Yeah, I'm probably thinking they're they're going to say more than one challenge icon. You think so? But maybe, yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Because he only has one icon. Yeah. Maybe. That's a, that's my guess. But that could be really cool. I mean, that's awesome because if you like mm-hmm. put him on defense against an intrigue, or if you put a like a training practice blade on him and put him in defense against a military, like a bunch of people's icons don't count. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, but it's him too. So if it's one, he can't have anything but intrigue on him. Yeah. So that's interesting. I'm interested to see what that card fully says. Let's not dwell on it though. Yeah, um, exactly. So there's another set of cards in this cycle uh, called the shadows. Like I'm calling them the shadows of cards. So there's mm -hmm. shadows of for probably every faction, but we're only seeing three of them right now. Uh, one is called Shadow of the South, which is obviously Martell. These are all loyal, and they all have no shadow costs. They have uh, no event costs or play costs because they're all shadows events. And sh yeah. they're all shadows different numbers depending on what they are. The Shadows of the South is, oh, Shadows 1. And it says, choose a character. Until the end of the phase, that character loses an icon, a challenge icon of your choice. If there's a scheme plot card revealed, return it to your hand instead of placing it in your discard pile. And that's the kind of theme with all of them is if X is true, return it to your hand instead of the discard pile. Love it. Yeah, that seems pretty cool. Especially, like, since... I don't know. that The Martell icon thing is coming becoming, like, a real powerhouse. And I know it was before, but it, it's got a lot of... It, not only does it have the icon removal, it's got a lot of options for its icon removal. So, like, you mm -hmm. don't have to just play the same, like, 17 cards that have icon removal. There's, like, a lot of mix and match, I think, now. Yeah, you don't have to have, like, 13 attachments. Yeah, right? <laughs> Mm -hmm. So, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Um, the one thing I noticed is their cost for that one is uh, one cost, and the other shadow or um, the other shadow two zero or zero. Yeah, lame. Because it's, uh, it's powerful, I guess. <laughs> I mean, removing an icon is powerful. I think the the the, the, the Targaryen one is a sh again, like Dom said, shadow zero. It says choose an attachment and discard it from play. If there's a summer plot card reveal, return the shadows of the east to your hand. I love this that card. Could be, that could be very powerful. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Shadow-based so targeted attachment removal. I think all those should have been like cost one. Hey, look. You don't have to get angry just because Martell has to cost one, okay? Uh, just be fair. <laughs> <laughs> the the Night's Watch one, I think, is really powerful as well. You're right. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but it is a limited one, so like meaning it, it says choose a character and stand that... Uh, and choose and stand a character with one or, or fewer challenge icons. And then if there's a winner plot card, you put it back in your hand. So a little more limited, but I guess a lot of Night's Watch have one icon. So mm -hmm. it's not going to like stand the old bear or John, but it's going to stand somebody that might be important. Yeah. For, for keeping the wall, right? That or if you're playing hard home, maybe yeah. you know, stand a, one of their characters so you can discarded. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. Uh, but if you're playing like Night's Watch Martell with the <laughs> icon stripping. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, another in the variant of cards that can come out of Shadow in alternate ways is the Regent's Guard. It's a four-cost character uh, with a military and an intrigue icon with four um, power. It's non-loyal, non-unique, ally guard. Shadow's four, just like the Jailer. And it says, return a Lannister non-ally character with printed cost four higher to your hand to put them into out of play from Shadows. What? That's so crazy. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that, and it's an action. So, like, yeah, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, I mean, this mm -hmm. this is great for the, like, I mean, I don't know if Jumping Lines is still a thing, but I think it's pretty. it was a pretty solid deck when it was out, right? But... It's really cool to be able to do that because it makes those Lannister cards that are like put one into play from your hand or from the bottom of your deck and then like discard it at the end. You can just keep them out, you know, and you get to replace mm -hmm. it. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, you can definitely, you know, just hop in, you know, your characters that you need and then just pump them right back into your hand. Yeah. For sure. I think that's I cool. Like Me too. I'm a fan. Uh, I like it. Anything else you want to say about that guy? Uh, it's non-unique, so you can have three of them if you want. <laughs> yeah, that's cool because then you can do it. That's actually really interesting because the jailer, I think the jailer's non-unique too, but he's not as – I don't think he's as interesting yet. Um, not yet at least. And I'm interested to see where the rest of the cycle goes because it will be kind of cool to see what the rest of them do. I bet the Stark yeah. one sacrifices Stark character to stand – or to put this guy out from Shadows. Let's see. If they don't have it, yeah, I'm just joking. <laughs> oh, oh, no, I thought you were talking about their event. Oh, yeah, so the, the next card actually is, is an event, like Dom just said. A one-cost event is called No Surprises, which is perfect for Stark because they get totally screwed by surprises all the time. Um, an action, mm -hmm. reveal your hand of at least one card, so you have to have at least one card in your hand. This is then until the end of the phase, each opponent cannot play events or bring cards out of shadows. Hmm. That is really powerful. Because yeah. it's only your opponent, and you can do whatever you want. Yeah. I don't know. I. It could be powerful. I'm just not seeing it. Because I'm like, why would... I don't know. Why would I want my opponent to see every card I have? Uh, I'm not a huge stickler on hidden information. Especially like in a deck like Stark, I think. Where I don't think you really run a lot of hand surprises in Stark, do you? It's a Game of Thrones. Everything's a surprise. But that's the point. This is the thematic start card. It's like they're the only ones that are like okay with no surprises. Yeah, I guess so. It could be good, actually. You know, especially if you're worried about like an event um, getting canceled or them like doing a, you know, a target uh, Jakaris or put the sword or whatever. You know. Yeah, I'm it thinking. Could be good. Like, like this would have been a really good counter against, like, Nighttime Marauders and stuff like that, too. Mm -hmm. Like Hagen's Daughter, things like that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it would hurt more. Th yeah. The, the, I, the play events it, thing is pretty big, too. Yeah, I mean, it it would definitely hurt against, like, a, like a Sea of Blood deck on one turn. See, but that's, like, that's the thing, I think, is a big deal, is, like, that one turn can be... I think we've talked about this off-cast before, but that one turn can be pretty crazy. Like, if you stop it, you can you might be able to do something cool. Anyway, let's move on before yeah. we get too deep into it. Uh, the next card yeah. we have is the final card of this pack that we got spoiled. It's called Shadow Politics. It's a neutral event. It's got no cost, like most Shadows events, and it's a Shadow 1. It says, Action, choose one. Choose and discard a card from Shadows. Choose up to five cards in a single discard pile and remove them from the game. Look at your opponent's hand. So, maybe I'm eating my own words. Uh, looking at your opponent's hand, it can be good. <laughs> but I kind of like that. Oh, yeah. I like the, the second one. I, I really like this card, actually. Me too. I think it's that... cool because if you play uh, Assault from Shadows, the first one, you're like, I'm going to do the one that you put out with Assault from Shadows. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. it's got the counter on it, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I just like the, the second option choose five cards and remove them from the game. Is it for uh, fully bottom mirror matches? Uh, what do you mean? Well, I'm just kidding. I'm just making a joke about how much uh, you like to play flea bottom. No, no, no. I'm just saying like that. Choose five cards, man. Like, And there's no like, oh, if only this card stays in the play, then they're out of the game. Like, it's out of the game. Yeah. 
So, oh man, that could be that could be rough. I like it. I think so too. I mean, I would love love to have played that against like any like flea bottom deck or even even some like some of the um, Targaryen decks we were playing at Store Champ that would have been really hurt by this. So our last pack that we're going to talk about is called Pit of Snakes. And this one came out just recently, maybe like last week or something. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, February 22nd. So, yeah, last week. Yeah. Um, the card drop that we see has uh, finally a Greyjoy card we can kind of read. Uh, a card <laughs> called A Pit of Snakes. That's a Martell card that has a snake on it, which is pretty on the nose. Um, nice. <laughs> and then another, uh, well, and, and then Targaryen card we can't see, but let's talk about those you can. So the Greyjoy one is a zero cost attachment for warships called Outfitted for War that says during a military challenge, kneel and attach location to give the participating Greyjoy character plus three strength till the end of the challenge. So, I mean, <laughs> I think that's meh, but I really don't, I really don't get these ones. I think it's just. It's a good card to kind of push, you know, your opponent to think, you know, especially if you're running Sea of Blood, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's like, just give them that option. Like, you know, I got to make sure they don't win by five strength. So I got to kneel my entire board and then with all the other pump strengths. I'm kind of frustrated by that though. Cause like, did Sea of Blood need, I guess this, this was, this is a really, really wretch, like hindsight, right? Sea of Blood really doesn't need a new card to be good but this card makes it better and it's like come on <laughs> yeah no i mean honestly uh sea of blood great joy it's it's pretty good <laughs> all right well let's uh, move on because that card's boring yeah. i think um yeah master gorman is our tyrell card it says a four cost character with an intriguing power icon and two strength he's a maester of course and it says you may look at the top card of your deck once per phase, if the top card of your deck is a non-Tyrell card, you may marshal or play it as if it were in your hand. Mm-hmm. Once per phase. So, does that mean that you can play a card in, like, the challenge phase? Well, play just means, like, if it's... Um... So you can only marshal cards in the marshalling phase. Okay, got it. Okay, just making sure yeah, it yeah, wasn't yeah. getting around that. Okay. That's yeah, pretty no. sweet. Yeah. It's I like it. But I mean, it, it's guaranteed. Like you can, you're looking at your deck, and you you don't have to, you know, mm-hmm. like you don't have to play it. You know, you can just look at it, and then if you're running Old Town, then you can just you know name off the. the oh, card that's type. so cool! Actually, there's a there was a combo like that in, um, I think Netrunner or something, where like you mm-hmm. could like see the top card of your deck or look at the top card of your deck, and then you can name it to get money. And like mm-hmm. you would do that, it was so fun, and that's really cool. Actually, I'm really excited for this card now. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, then you're drawing the card, you're gaining a power. So that's really gross. Old Town, you said. Old Town, yeah. Old Town. Even the, oh, that's so cool. Even the scheming Septon in Old Town. Kind of combo. Yeah, that's really cool. Okay, cool. I'm in. I'm in, I'm all in on Master Gorman. That seems really fun. Um, mm-hmm. So Hands of Gold is the last thing we see in the drop. It's a two-cost event. Uh, it's a song. It's got a really sad-looking child on it. I think that's Tyrion as a kid, but we'll see. Um, after you win an entry challenge, of course, because it's a Lannister card, by five or more strength as the attacking player, choose a character controlled by the losing opponent and return it to its owner's hand. So 
potentially discarding a character that they control. If not, you're just getting it back to their hand. Both good things. Yep. Seems seems interesting. I like um, I like it when you get to do stuff like this. Like, I mean, it's kind of like Asha, or not Asha, but it's kind of like cards in Greyjoy that let you like put a card back on top of the deck before you pillage. And that's kind of mm-hmm. that's kind of cute. Yeah, it's it's cool, you know. Yeah, I mean it's. I mean, and then the fact is, there's no like um, restrictions on what kind of character. It's just a character c- controlled by the opponent. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can you know use uh you can throw back a character that has like you know two, three, four power on them. Yeah, one of the big guys or whatever, and then make them pay for it again. Yeah, and this is kind of cool too because if you're running like this, this might this this card might work really well with like reigns too, which yeah, could be definitely. fun. So, not that like I really want to see a resurgence of that, but it could be cool. <laughs> but the <laughs> other thing we get from this pack that I want to move on is called uh, is the actual the seven. There's a seven keyword that's kind of coming back in this pack, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, first card we got is called Statue of Baylor. It's a two-cost location, King's Landing, seven. It says, action, kneel statue of Baylor and discard one power from another character or location you control to stand a character or location. Mm-hmm. I wonder if like, you can do some really janky stuff with, like, the wall and this card. <laughs> or, like, maybe yeah. you have, like, a character with Renown and, like, do some stuff where, like, you can always have the wall standing and you're going to always gain mm-hmm. a power, right? Because you've stood, you paid one power to get two power or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's you know I think it's okay. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be like revolutionary, but maybe maybe it'll like make the seven really annoying. <laughs> the seven <laughs> keyword. <laughs> this. Well, is... I mean, it could be good. It could be you know the other thing I was thinking of is like you know with Martel the Desert Raider, you know when they come into play, you have to give a character a power to take an icon. Mm-hmm. And, you know, something like that is, you know, you can just, you know, put it on the character and then take it back, right back off. I don't know. It has to be a character you I'm... control, though. So, uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, the next card we have is called the oh, most... Oh, never, never mind then. I didn't totally read the card. Then. Okay. <laughs> it's called the most devout. It's a unique character, for unique uh, neutral character. Six cost character with an intrigue and power icon of five strength. Seven trait. And it says no attachments except the seven. That's really devout. Mm-hmm. No attachments except for your gods. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> reaction. Uh, after a character enters play under an opponent's control, if another character entered play under that player's control this phase, the most devout gains one power, limit once per phase. So, I mean, if they marshal more than one character, you're getting a power. Mm-hmm. If they ambush more than one character, you get a power, right? So, because per phase, right? Yeah. So that's kind of cool. I mean... I don't know yeah. if it's worth six, but it's kind of a fun thing. Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of cool. It goes with that uh, faith militant type agenda. Yeah, right. Kind of thing. I mean, the artwork is kind of cool. Looks like they're going clubbing. <laughs> yeah, they're like like <laughs> stained glass disco balls. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. <laughs> they just like like they just look like they walked into the party. Oops. They're like we're we're here to party. <laughs> and they have their crowns like their tiaras. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. We have uh I, I don't think Compelled by the Faith is in this pack, is it? Let's see. It is not. 
But Compelled by the Faith works really well. That's in the spoiler article. Mm-hmm. Another one we have is called The Faith's Decree. Zero-cost event from the Seven. Keyword, it says, play only if you control uh, the Seven character or location. <laughs> it's weird to say. <laughs> and it says, action, name a non-agenda, non-plot card. Until the end of the phase, each opponent cannot trigger card abilities of cards with that name. It's kind of kind of cool. Hmm. Yeah. No, you're not convinced. Oh no, I just I got sidetracked. <laughs> Until the end of the phase. So I mean, non-agenda, yeah. non-plot. That's pretty cool. I mean, you just can't stop an yeah. agenda or a plot, but every other card, right? Yeah. So I mean, especially if you're going up against an opponent that has a repeatable. Um, card effect like Drogon or whatever. And I like that this gets around um, Elysia Blood because you can say Duh. put to the sword and they're like, like oh man. <laughs> yeah. So interesting. All uh, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a good card. The next card we have is a brand new Eddard Stark. Uh, it's a seven cost character with a military icon and a power icon with six strength. Small council, lord, unique, loyal, and he's got renown. On top of it all, he as a dominance action, if each character you control has the Night's Watch affiliation, Neil Edward Stark to choose and kill a character with four printed four cost or lower. Limit once per phase. Hmm. I like him. Yeah. You just have to keep him yeah. standing somehow. Um, well, if you pair it up with the six cost Rob. That's a good point. Or if, if you find a way to sacrifice a character to stand all your characters or something. They even have that Jon Snow uh, character to sacrifice a Stark character to, to stand a unique one. That's right. And now, you know, like, this would bring, this would be, like, one of the good use cases for, like, Northern Armory, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, the other thing I saw here... 2 3 claim off? Yeah, def- yeah, exactly, right? Um... The other thing that would be interesting here is, or that is interesting here, is this is kind of like Alien, Alien Pain, Illin Pain, from mm-hmm. Lannister, which I thought was funny because doesn't Illin Pain kill Eddard Stark? But now they yes. have the same effect. <laughs> Sorry, spoilers. He, Eddard Stark dies in the first book. He he comes back for revenge. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of interesting. I don't I don't know though. Mm-hmm. Like, I would definitely love to see the deck that has this card in it for sure. Mm-hmm. I can't sure. think of. I mean, all the other Eddie, Eddie like Facity is really good. I don't know. Yeah. Well, this is more of just like a military aggressive type Eddard kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, which is funny because like I always wanted to try to make the uh, core Eddard kind of be a good thing. You know, because he stands every time a challenge is against you. Yeah. Which which you think would be really good because he has renown and stuff. So yeah, that's a good point. I wonder why he doesn't get more play. That's interesting. I wonder if it's part of the like idea that like some cards can fall out and then they get forgotten about. Maybe. Maybe. Anyway. Maybe we should bring it back. Let's bring him back. Hashtag bring back Eddard. Yeah, um, bring back. <laughs> all right. Uh, the uh, one of our uh, other cards in this uh, this one is a two cost attachment called Malin's Tome. It's a shadow card, and it says the attached character. It's shadows one. It's a start card. Believe it or not, it says attached character gains the intrigue icon. After you win a challenge in which the attached character is attacking, look at the losing opponent's hand. 
if attached character is added Stark, uh, it has the Maester trait and stand it. <laughs> it's just like a whole bunch of random stuff. You like it? Yes. Yeah, I mean, it kind of goes it kind of goes with that new Eddard kind of thing. Win a challenge with them, stand them. Kind of kind of thing. That's a great point. I wasn't even thinking about that. That's I was like thinking maybe maybe a um core Eddard and you're like, "Oh, he stands all the time." Cuz did you have to be attacking? I don't know. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. Just plus, I mean, granted it's 9 gold and that's kind of expensive, <laughs> That's but, true. <laughs> you know, just to stand a character. But yeah. 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 I think uh I think it's all right. I think it's good. I think you'll really like the last card that was spoiled. Uh it's a new Aryan Martel. What? It's a six cost character who's shadows and it's an intrigue and power icon with five strength. Unique mm-hmm. loyal lady, shadows five and stealth. Mm. Kind of like our nice. buddy Littlefinger. It says, Res reaction, after a card comes into play out of shadows under your control, choose a character. Until the end of the phase, that character loses a challenge icon of your choice three times per round. But No thanks. Like it. <laughs> no thanks. Do not want to see on opposite side of table, please. Well, that and they have that uh, uh, character that after you win a challenge with them, you can uh, swap them out the shadows with another card. <sighs> That's gross. <laughs> okay, I think we're done here. That card's too good. Put it on the restricted I, list. I do wish they would have like done the artwork a little bit better because she's kind of ugly looking. Wow. But be judgmental but, more. It's okay. You're right. Even the guy in the background looks like he's it, like, what happened? He looked like he just made, realized he made a, a terrible mistake. I will say though that the first the Corsa Arya Martel does have a lot better artwork. I think. Um, yeah. than the previous two. But anyway, um, yeah. what, what is this one? Okay. <laughs> I have to look at the set symbols to make sure we're not losing anything. So yeah, that's it for this pack um, as far as yeah. uh, things happening. Uh, one yeah. thing to... N- oh, yeah, okay. Never mind. So yeah, it seems pretty cool so far. I'm excited to see uh, the cycles that play out, like the King's Landing you know, locations and the Shadows of mm-hmm. cycle. So... Yeah, definitely. I uh, I think it's it's gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. Game coming out, so I'm excited. I'm cool. excited for the new stuff. Me too. So, uh, well, thanks for listening. You know, uh, mm-hmm. we appreciate you guys hanging around and letting us talk to you for a while, even though you can't necessarily talk to us. Uh, but like, comment, subscribe, and you know, we'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to Bearded Clansman of the Veil, vale, a Game of Thrones LCG podcast. Come back next time where we talk more about the Game of Thrones the card game.